It's your girl, Queen Sunny Honey, and welcome to another edition of Freedom Friday. That's right. Welcome to the Caribbean Radio Show. We are the Knowledge Station, and today's guest is a very special guest. We're going to kick off this year's Kwanzaa with an amazing sister. A part of her name is Purpose, and this sister has been writing very purposeful books dealing with the black community and the diaspora for many years. Pre-COVID, when people were not into the yoga and all the things that it took to have a holistic life, this sister was setting out all around the world as an international speaker and someone who was a strong advocate, not just for homeschooling within the black community, but holistic foods, whole health, black history as told by us and for us. So today, yes, your girl Queen Sunny Honey is bringing you the queen, international queen. Someone who's from the Carolinas like myself might not be in origin, but stay tuned. So get your family and friends together as we represent this year's 2020 most sacred most blessed Kwanzaa ever, kicking off with Sister Queen Moot Kajara. Are you with us here on the phone today? Yes, I am. I am so thankful to be here with you, Queen Sunny Honey, and thank you so much for having me. it's, It's been an amazing journey to actually just recognize someone who has been a mentor to me at a distance of just the work that you give for our community. For those who don't know, tell us, where are you from? And tell us, how did you get into this line of saving ourselves in the black community? (laughs) Okay, so I actually am from Chicago. I grew up in Chicago. And I do have roots in the South as well. My people are also from Virginia. So I spent time going from the city to the country. Um, So I have the best of both worlds, I would say. And it was my experiences growing up in both places that led me to do the work that I'm doing currently. Um, This I am the founder of the Raseki Arts Temple. I am an author, an educator, an activist, a healer, a priestess, a mother, and a nature lover, and a tree hugger. I always have to mention that part. And I have—I was born to do this work, so I'm thankful that I was able to connect with my divine purpose and. Um, Everything that I've learned on the journey has led me to do the work that I'm doing. So from the time I was little, collecting rocks and um, just learning about living in nature, being in the country with my family, um, I learned about racism and oppression, being in both places. And I also just understood, you know, that we needed to heal, you know, that our me personally and our people were in need of healing um, at a very 
young age, I would say, and I began this quest, this journey for finding the truth. I wanted to find out, you know, I was um, going to church like most of us, and it was something inside of me that wanted to find out, well, who did these people pray to before they wrote this Bible? And what were the people doing, you know, before we got to the time that we're in now? And that that journey has led me to find the answers, to find the keys, to find a higher understanding of ourselves as spiritual beings on the planet, even now in 2020, um, because, you know, we have been leading up to the time that we're in now. The universe has been preparing us and has shown us that we needed to um, break generational curses and cycles that were not good for us. So we began with learning about being more health conscious and learning how to eat um, healthy foods and releasing the slave diet that our parents and grandparents were raised on. Um, we began to learn about our history, the truth about our history, our greatness, um, starting in ancient Kemet. And we also began to understand spirituality, you know, on higher levels and knowing that um, Christianity being the baby religion is the youngest of the religions. And so it's a good starting place, but there's so much more if you go further back, if you get deeper into spirituality, you know, you understand that our ancestors um, had the goal of being immortal. And there are requirements that we must live by in order for us to become immortal, to live forever. And so, yes, that is a part of the journey and definitely a big part of how I got into doing what I'm doing. You've written so many books on history which gives us a legacy because growing up as a black girl, you always want to have something that's written by us. Tell us, how many books have you written? I have written and published 11 books. I do um, have one that only goes to certain students. And then 10, I have three children's books that I've written. And then the other seven books are for adults. So we have the Comedic Reiki books, level one and two. We have um, Speaking with Spirit, which is a, the first book of African prayers that was published that I've ever found. Now, I know a few people have published prayer books since that time, but um, Speaking with Spirit is the first, and it is prayers from ancient Egypt, prayers from West Africa, prayers from our own um, temple members. Um, And it's over 100 prayers. It's a very powerful book. That one I'm really proud of. We have a recipe book, which is um, for people who want to change their eating and start to eat more healthy foods. Um, We have the Segment Rising book, which is dedicated to the Great Mother Segment. Um, I just recently published a book called A Rising Nation, 
A Rising Nation is a guide for leaders, for healers, for priests and priestesses. Um, it's a code of ethics so that we can live and operate with a higher standard than we do currently. And so that one is, is for those who want to be leaders and those who are looking to find uh, quality people to teach them and follow. Uh, because there are too many people out there who are um, taking advantage of people in financially, sexually. There are just too many uh, so-called leaders who are just not living in, uh, in a righteous way. So The Rising Nation is a book that addresses that. And then most recently, I published... Um, Healing Ritual Magic, and this book is rituals for women to heal the womb, it's uh, rituals for families, men, um, ritual for men, um, meditations, affirmations, spiritual baths, very easy to follow directions and instructions to help people in their healing process. Um, and then our children's books are... I get energy from the sun, uh, light as a feather, the 42 laws of my art for children, and I am mind, body, and spirit. So for the young people, I really like to teach them about living with good character, eating healthy, and about their spirit, you know, because the spirits of young people are very strong, but we often overlook that aspect of the self when it comes to teaching them lessons. And um, I don't think we should wait until they're grown to teach them <laughs> about spirituality and, and, and their own personal spirits. So, yes, those are the books. Well, speaking of a lot of corrupt and toxic leadership, um, who are some of the wonderful people that you read their books? Who would you... Um, that actually brought you into this. Are there any book recommendations that you could put out there for us? Oh, yes. I was a, and still am a student of Queen Ofua and um, the Heal Thyself book I read back in 93. So that book really changed my life and set me I was up. just going to ask you, how did that, that is my female Bible. How did it change your life? Yeah, he, um, you know, heal that stuff, it just helped me to understand how important it was to eat more healthy um, and to really tap into spirituality in a way that was new for me. And then, you know, Sacred Woman is also um, one book that I encourage women to read because it is a Bible for black women and it helps us to connect, it helps us to heal, helps us to learn how to, um, how to be, you know, a goddess, basically. So we connect with the goddesses and work with the goddesses through that book. Um, also, the uh, Meta Netter books, I, I got them when I was in my 20s. Um, Baba Infidishi has a book called Spiritual Warriors Are Healers. That's one of my favorites that I suggest people get. Um, Dr. La Ella Africa. Yay! Holistic. 
Yes, African Holistic Health was another Bible for me that I, I used and shared information from for many years. So those would be the top ones that I... Oh, and I have to mention um, Rocks of Ages by Ross Ben, in which he talks about crystals and, you know, how they're formed. It's a very deep Ooh. book. Anyone who's into crystals should definitely get that book as well, Rocks of Ages by Ross Ben. He has a few more books as well, but he's definitely one of my favorite authors. Amazing. Yes, thank you so much. And everybody out there would love to know, how can we access and get your books? Where's your website? Give us the information. So you can go to rasekistore.com, and that's R-A-S-E-K-H-I-S-T-O-R-E.com. And we have books, we have products, crystals. Um, all of our products are listed there. We do have ebooks as well. And we also have our classes listed um, because we do offer classes as well as retreats and other events. And so you can go to rasekihealing.com, R-A-S-E-K-H-I-H-E-A-L-I-N-G.com. And there you will find our um, listings for books, practitioners. We have memberships that we're offering for this um, coming year. And um, all of that information is there. Excellent. And I'll make sure to put a link in the comment section so everyone, for this holiday season, especially kicking off for Kwanzaa, when you are already into this lifestyle, and you know about Queen Afur, some of these great books that she's mentioned, it's important that we heal our families. So reach out and get that membership, get that gift card, buy a product and send it to a family member this holiday season for Kwanzaa. Support our Black-owned businesses because after this year, we've already known we are our own solution. Sister Kajara, I know that you're an international traveling sister i want to know about some of the places you've gone how long ago you started going and you know tell the people about this travelista inside of you <laughs> i actually have been traveling uh, long before i started doing healing work i was um, traveling as an artist and craft person vending selling jewelry and other products that i make and um, so I have traveled all over the United States, as well as to Jamaica, to Haiti. Um, we like to go to sacred sites. So we've been to Sedona, to Asheville, to those vortex areas. Um, and then we go to the beach, um, the beach in Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, every summer, we go to the beach for the summer solstice retreat so that we can tap into the energy of the sun and the ocean uh, during our healing work. And it is always just spectacular, and a, it's a life-changing retreat. Um, when you come, you will not be the same after that because we do so many beautiful rituals and learn, you know, workshops and lessons and 
everything that we can to help help one shed layers of negativity and shed emotions that are keeping them heavy. And, um, you know, our goal is always to make our hearts light so that we can, you know, be in tune with our higher selves when we're heavy, you know, that blocks us from tuning into ourselves. So that is a big part of the work that we do is purification, purifying our minds, purifying our hearts, our bodies, as well as our spirits. You know, going to a HBCU and watching you throughout the years, every time I would see these conferences or you would go to Charleston, South Carolina, I'm from the Car- South Carolina, so I would get so excited because it was reminiscent of the, like, timeless, the womb work. Um, you call that, to me, the sacred sisterhood, that um, that revival, just knowing that all of the things, and actually... In my mind, <laughs> I um, I remember being in college and knowing that there were other girls who also knew about you and were fans, and um, you really made an impression on all a whole nation of American black women to know that this temple you created, you know, that's ownership. And a sacred space, a safe space, not a um, court-authorized psychologist or sociologist, but really a place that welcomes women, you know, in my attraction to actually liberating myself from the mental bounds and a lot of the things that were issues that didn't have to belong with to me came from watching women like you. Um... Tell us about what it was like to build the the temple, the Rasiki Temple. Well, <laughs> funny you would ask. I can tell you that I did not set out to create a temple. You know, I basically was following directions to teach energy healing to our people because we need to know about energy so that we can heal ourselves on a higher level. And the more that I begin to teach, um, that is really how the temple was created. And um, it just became a need for us to operate um, in a different way because we want to share lessons of healing, but we are also working to build a community of healers. So we want to, uh, and we have created a beautiful family network of healers all across the country. And we are, we stay connected as much as we can. We support each other through our process. And, you know, just to have other temple members, other Raseki people in different cities, when we travel, if we need to, we reach out to each other and, you know, we're there for each other as a community should be. So it has been, it's had its challenges. You know, I've had um, uh, some of my students to come and take as much as they can and go and run off and create their own stuff. (laughs) 
but I know that's also a part of the process. What do they say about imitation is the best form of flattery? Right, right, yes. Um, And we have a nice core group of strong women, and now we also have some strong brothers um, who have gone through many levels of classes with me, and they are still with us. You know, we're all still working together. And that is really, you know, the goal that I had in mind because this work is way bigger than me. Um, And it's about us working together and learning how to work together. Um, You know, we as a people have been trying to build institutions and build our communities, but when we're not healed and whole as individuals, it becomes difficult when the organizations are led by men, especially who are not whole and healed, um, then trouble happens and then, you know, things break down. So basically, you know, an elder told me many years ago that was one of the reasons why we have not been able to build and work together is because we need to heal first. And so um, it is a difference when you're working with people who at least are working to heal themselves as opposed to people who act like they don't even need healing, you know what I mean? So that part has been, um, it's been a a huge blessing and it's been, um, I'm very thankful to have been chosen to share this work and to, um, to carry the message, to carry the energy and even to, um, carry the burden in some cases I would say of of the work of building a, a true temple of people who are working to live in my art um, especially you know working with black women can be just as difficult as the men <laughs> I just had to laugh because you know it, it's, it's the truth you know women can be very vicious towards each other but when we are healing ourselves and working to do better, then we can really have good, true relationships. We can, you know, really support each other and not be jealous and not be trying to tear each other down and all that kind of crazy stuff. So that part has been I'm such a pleasure and an honor um, to be a part of and to, you know, even um, assist in this movement of the healing of our people is 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 a huge honor and a and a pleasure for me to do this. I'm so glad you wrote the books when you did because now that we're in these state that we're in as a a planet, you know, the information is out here and people can come and take your courses to train and lead their own communities. And that's why you are our special gift for Kwanzaa. So everybody, I hope you guys go onto the website, get the gift for yourself of healing, get the gifts for others. As you come up into 2021, I want to know what's the plan? Because honestly, women like you are the reason why I got a passport and left and have had a plethora of experiences going. And actually, I can go to Egypt in four hours. It's just a weekend trip. And to have this, I want to know what's next for you because I'm looking forward to 
meeting you over here, going to the you know fl local flea markets in Egypt where I could speak a little bit of that language, girl, and get us some discounts. I want to know when are you coming over to visit my side of the world? Well, we are planning our trip, our first trip to Kemet. We're going to be coming there March 31st, and we'll be there until April the 12th. And we are super excited about this trip. We have been trying to get to Egypt for some time now, and this next year is our time. So we are looking forward to that trip, and it would be such a pleasure to see you. I'm looking forward to meeting you there. Welcome you with open arms. And actually, yeah. before I let you go, I know we're down, down to the hour, but here's a hack, a couple travel hacks for going into Egypt. When you okay. get to that airport, make sure you take a picture beside the beautiful mural as soon as you walk in. But don't leave outside. But you can't not get the um, visa without any other currency except for having cash. Travel with cash when you go to Egypt. Having an American dollar there is gold. So um, although we like to stay with the debit card system, Egypt is not the country you want to um, be codependent on it. So... When you go there, it's going to be a whole stack of money. I've, I have a book coming out talking about the women on the currency all around Africa. So I want to actually hopefully have you come back. And one day, you know me, you can do a book together after this experience that you're about to have with everyone. Oh, yeah, I would love that. you come back this time I want you to feel at home I want you to actually come on over to Dubai actually access and experience what it's like to be in a culture where there are men outside of the black men that we know um, in America and the treatment of a queen that you truly are all of the things that you talk about in the book from the holistic things that we do, whether they're the clay treatments or the beautification treatments, they are really a part of the culture here. And one of my gifts for you is when you do come over, you just let me know. And I'm going to book you a spa day in Cairo. Wherever you get there, one of my favorite spa places um, is on me. Just to show the love back to you because this right here, Queen... Is like eight hours of a spa day. And to know that the women of antiquity, which you represent, they are truly about that life of going in and, and going through the different clay mounds and taking a nap in one room and then rinsing off and going to the next. So I bid you this experience so that you can also bring those values back to our sisters back home and continue to do the work in healing. Thank you so much for joining me this time. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And we all, I also have to just give thanks to the ancestors and spirit guides who brought us together. And I'm looking forward to this trip to Dubai now. I'm going to have to work that out in my schedule sometime next year because it just feels like I just need to to take you up on this offer. <laughs> okay. And I want to extend this to you and any other sister that's out there who wants this opportunity. If I want to give you the roadmap. If you get out here, everything will be cheap like Spirit Airlines. 
once you get to the Middle East, Dubai is one hour away from what they call the Italy of the Middle East, which is Oman, where you can go on beaches that have iridescent pebbles or black beaches. You're right here beside the Maldives. You're four hours away from Egypt to Dubai. You're four hours away from Turkey and five hours away from Paris. With all of these, like I said, the flight ticket prices are reasonable and you're able to hop. If you want to go into the Dead Sea for free, simply do the layover option for the 13 hours in Jordan. And that particular airport will give you free access to leave your luggage and they take you out and you get to lather up in the Dead Sea all for free and they take you back to the airport. So there's so many travel hacks. I wish that when a person comes, don't just do Dubai, baby. Just hop all around. Come to, with me to my local mall and sit there and watch the yachts pull up with the uncles, with all the nieces and nephews going to Burger King, pulling up in a yacht, and knowing that this is just life. And the aboriginals of Dubai are black. I can't wait for you to come and see for yourself that the people on the money here, the highest currency on earth, they were the greatest secret. And we are waiting here. It is super safe. <laughs> I bid you welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to making that happen. That's right. And then you can take back everything, all these organic goods from your books and continue to heal people back home and and just continue to do that work. I hope that I can have you back on the show in 2021. Thank you again for being my sweetest kickoff Kwanzaa gift for, <laughs> for 2020 and happy winter solstice to you, my sister. Oh, thank you so much and happy winter solstice and much love, healing, joy and prosperity to you my sister thank you all right everybody thank you so much for tuning in to this kwanzaa edition of freedom friday with the caribbean radio show we are the knowledge station all right everybody happy pre-new year i will see you in 2021 you have sown the seeds limitless blessings to you and yours this is your girl queen sunny honey leaving you with the simple words that i say every time do bye bye boo